Hi, welcome back to Mind Body Torah, and I'm your host, Arye Rone. Today we are honored to be joined again by Manya Rone. Thank you so much for coming back. Sure, thanks for having me, Arye. Besimcha. So, um, today we got Yom Kippur on the Mind. Uh, it's coming up in just a few hours, and uh, we have a very special uh, topic today. How do we experience Yom Kippur without judgment? Is that an oxymoron? Um, what do you think, Manya? It's all been about, you know, judgment and, you know, looking back, what did we do wrong? You know, are we going to live this year? A lot of fear, a lot of judgment, you know, just from the liturgy, you know, and then, you know, the conversation around Yom Kippur. So, yeah, it really unhealthy for me. You know, I realized last year in Yom Kippur services, reading some of the um, translations, you know, of some of the prayers and feeling a real kind of like PTSD response, like this like fight or flight response, really based on fear and, you know, am I going to die? Am I going to live? And so it just, that model did not work for me. Hmm. So last year, it was, tr- it was traumatic for you. You're reading through these prayers and uh, you're hearing about how we're going to die and all the ways we're going to die. And uh, everything we did wrong, all hate, all hate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what was coming up for you? Just a lot of fear, pain, stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not good enough. Mm. And and coming to this year, you wanna, you don't want to re-experience that. Right. This year, when I woke up this morning and I did my, you know, little IFS parts meditation, my parts were saying they were scared. I wasn't feeling so well last night. And I think it was just a manifestation of the fear, mm-hmm. you know, because it can create physical symptoms. Um, another part was feeling angry at Judaism, that this mm-hmm. is like the legacy we've been given. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to, you know, comfort those parts and then they're able to shift aside and then feel, you know, self like this love, this compassion, mm-hmm. um, that, is actually our only direct experience of God because we mm. have this soul in us, which IFS calls capital S self, um, a piece of God, piece of, piece mm. of larger self, you know, in IFS language. And that is our only direct experience of what, what our higher power is, you know, what our mm-hmm. soul is, is this, you know, self has eight C's, compassion, curiosity, courage, creativity, clarity, confidence, choice, a couple more. Um, and so being able to shift from fear and anger to to love and compassion and curiosity um, was huge. And and fear, you know, it's a heavy pull, you know, a very strong pull because, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a very, you know, strong legacy for me. Mm-hmm. But just trying to, you know, give some love to those parts and then come back to compassion, mm-hmm. even if it seems like, you know, most of the Jewish world is like against this, mm-hmm. you know, so I feel kind of like a black sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know this, this is, this is God. This is, you know, my experience. Self is not judgmental. Self does not punish our parts for what they did, no matter how wrong, you know, self sits with them, figures out their positive intention because they all have positive intentions, mm-hmm. um, and helps them release their pain and burdens. Mm-hmm. So just to recap. So the last time we talked about IFS, you're an IFS practitioner, it's internal family systems. It's a type of therapy that supports people, um, in, transitioning um, in noticing their parts, which are the different um, kind of voices inside of our head, different... Um, Sub-personalities. Mm-hmm. Part of me wants to do this, part of me wants to do this. Mm-hmm. And coming back into a place of self, of soul, of, uh, of compassionate awareness. Um, and, uh, and, and you want to experience a Yom Kippur, you want to be in that place of self, 
um, and not stuck in a part of blaming oneself or, um, yeah, just beating yourself up. You know, we say again and again during this time period that God's 13 attributes of mercy, um, Hashem, Hashem, Arachum, Echanun, Erech, Apayim, Rav, Chesed, Be'emet, Chesed, Ba'alafim, like God is just, just God is so loving and compassionate and like open to whatever happens, like God is there with us, loving us. Um, and that's what we say over and over again, but that's not what you experienced um, in your well, life. And a lot of the liturgy is more shame and judgment based, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of it. But then a lot is, it's pretty scary if you read it in English. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you're looking at the liturgy and saying, this is not, fitting with this idea of God that I want to have, or that even seems to be in our own tradition of God as being full of compassion. So what do we do? How do we reconcile this, um, all this, this, uh, this liturgy, these words that, um, that are describing, you're saying a lot of like fear and punishment, um, with the image of God that we want to have, well, uh, or that we, or maybe that, you know, on a soul level, God is, if, um, and even is present in the Torah as God as, as love. Look, maybe it works for some people. You know, I know a lot of people find a lot of meaning in this day. I've heard, you know, one ultra-Orthodox person told me, like, oh, you know, we can have one day a year, you know, that's based on on fear and, you know, maybe looking back with some shame. But for me, you know, and I think for my clients, like, any bit of fear, shame, criticism is not healthy for Mm -hmm. our system. So what I'm trying to do is, you know, help give people a, a visceral experience of self, of soul, and then we can, you know, connect that to, all right, so if this is my piece of God in me, mm-hmm. feeling all compassion and curiosity to my parts, all love, you know, no fear, no judgment, mm-hmm. then I can connect that to, you know, oh, okay, this is what, you know, God outside of me is, to, mm. you know. Totally. I think if you find, I think there are certain communities where you can really feel that, you feel the love. It's not like you have to go about it alone. Um, I've been in some beautiful davening spaces, uh, such as Valley Tefillah in, in Jerusalem, um, where there is just this overflowing love and joy. Um, you know, we're all dressed in white. We're not eating. We're not drinking. It's not that we're trying to suffer. It's not that we're trying to make ourselves miserable. We're trying to tap into that level of being like angels um, and, uh, and kind of draw down this love, this compassion um, that we can take with us into the whole year. So I don't think it necessarily has to be so heavy, um, but I also hear what you're saying that when you're reading the words in the Siddur, in the, in the Machsor, it doesn't, it, you're, you're not feeling the love. My, my advice to you last year is don't, don't read the English. Um, read <laughs> it was the good advice. <laughs> yeah, because you get caught up in it. Also, a lot of the, you know, if it's in translation, a lot is going to be lost. Um, and it's got a lot of uh, things are going to be translated through our own uh, different you know, cultural heritage um and uh i don't know i can't say myself um at this time i need to do more research you know how much is the this fear and punishment and trauma uh, inherent part of our liturgy that's evolved how much is it part of um in terms of how much is part of the torah itself you know i remember this story from uh there's a hasidic story about um how one of the hasidic rabbis would uh, would read the curses every year, um, and great, it sounded it was fine. And then one year, um, somebody else read um, the curses, the section of the Torah with a lot of curses, 
because um, that Rebbe was out of town. And uh, the Rebbe's son heard it, and he was like, he was so distraught. He was so upset. He's like, what is, what is this? And, uh, and the point is brought down that um, when um, this boy's father, the Rebbe, had, um, had uh, read these curses, the boy experienced it as blessings. Um, that curses don't necessarily mean punishment. They don't necessarily mean something negative. Uh, a lot about how we experience um, hard things in life is how they're transmitted to us, how, how, they, tra- how they flow through us. Um, so I just want to bring that idea in as well, um, that how we experience the liturgy um, is, uh, it can really be mediated. It doesn't have to be one-dimensional, um, but we always have the power to turn uh, curses into blessings. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks, Arie. And I just want to touch base on, you know, that, that, that son actually experienced like pain when he heard these curses and mm-hmm. there's actual signs to that. You know, I've studied pain psychology and mm-hmm. when we have fear, mm-hmm. it can actually fuel pain. Mm-hmm. And that's a quote from Alan Gordon who mm-hmm. developed a type of therapy called um, pain reprocessing therapy. Mm-hmm. And he helps people with chronic pain, most of which there's nothing physically structurally wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Um, the pain is very real. People are, can be very disabled from pain, mm-hmm. um, but it's their brain actually mm-hmm. just misinterpreting safe signals from the body mm-hmm. and creating pain, pain, mm-hmm. which is a danger signal, a warning signal. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the biggest fuel of pain? Fear. You know, so in this type of therapy, we're helping, you know, just reduce this fear, increase mm. feelings of safety, knowing that, you know, there's nothing wrong with us, mm-hmm. um, which you could interpret physically and metaphorically, you know, talking mm. about Yom Kippur, mm. we are worthy, nothing's wrong with us. Mm. Um, so it's just so important to mm-hmm. to show that, you know, that this fear and shame can affect us on a physiological level, mm-hmm. you know, as well. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that's, why I think, why a big reason why I want to... Um, uh, speak with you today on this podcast is to uh, is to to give other people the opportunity for this new perspective um, of how to relate to God, how to relate to this time period from a place of love. Um, and I think it start you know each person who who commits to that in their life that I'm going to live from a place of love. I'm going to approach each holiday, you know, on our Jewish calendar from a place of love, and approach each moment from a place of love. Uh, it's transformational, and we are able to take the tradition, and you could say change it, you know, from away from, uh, you know, fear and punishment. Um, you could say penetrate or um, or uh, or reach a, a deeper place that was already there that maybe got covered up by layers of trauma, you know, through our Jewish history of uh, being killed and um, and exiled and um and learning from other cultures maybe um certain practices of how to how to uh, control our people you know through fear um but we're you know we're in in an amazing time that we're coming back to that core of judaism which is god is god is love god has created us in god's image to be representatives of love Uh, and the more people who embody that um that understanding the more Judaism is going to be experienced as a, a vehicle of, of divine love. Yeah, thanks, Ari. I think it's very important work. And it starts with us. You know, it starts with really getting this very visceral, personal experience of self, of our own selves, you know, our own souls as being compassionate and curious and, 
you know, and then it extends outward. Mm-hmm. Totally. I know that, you know, my, even though I was feeling some fear that came up around Yom Kippur, mm-hmm. overall, I noticed that my feelings around this time of year were much more love-based and not fear-based, um, mm-hmm. which was a direct contrast from last year. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I've done differently is I have more IFS therapy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So um, just having that personal experience of compassion and love for all of our parts, mm-hmm. you know, um, manifests in viewing God as mm-hmm. compassionate and loving, understanding. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's very hard to do this work in a vacuum. So you've had, uh, we've both had the the uh, the amazing opportunity to work with uh, therapists who are skilled in IFS and in other modalities who can br- who can bring their presence, who can bring their self, their soul um, to whatever we're sharing, um, and that gives us the opportunity, the ability to um, to help other people, to be there for them, to be there for each other as well. I think our relationship has really improved as well. Um, that we're able to hear each other's pain, hear each other's discomforts without getting caught up uh, as much in a, you know, in a power struggle and who's suffering more struggle, who's right, who's wrong. Um, so, yeah, I, we, this is super important work to, um, to build up our skill of being in soul and self and compassionate awareness. Um, and the more that we're around people who can do that, the more we can do that. And the more we can do that, the more we can uh, help other people to do that too. Totally. We say in IFS, self is contagious. Um, and self, the um, energy of self multiplies exponentially in a group, which is why you can do much more work, you know, when you're with someone, with a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do much, much, much more work when you're in a group setting. So I actually just started mm-hmm. some group IFS offerings um, because the power of the group is really incredible. That's a great little plug. Where, where can people uh, go to learn more of it if they want to participate in one of your IFS groups? Sure. Um, you can go to my website. It's www.meetmania.com um, or just reach out to me on uh, social media. I'm on all the platforms. Okay, and we'll post those links. And that's meetmanya.com. Yes. Um, wonderful. Uh, is there anything else you want to share? This isn't for everyone, you know, this approach. It, it In IFS, we say that we really trust the parts, the protectors. They're the ones who are protecting us from the pain um, of the exiles of our inner children. And that's literally their job to keep the pain locked away, to keep us safe. So we say that, you know, people don't do the work until it feels safe, until it, you know the environment is right. It, they feel like they have enough inner and external resources. So we don't rush to the pain. You know, we really respect all parts, all parts of the process. So if any of this resonates, you know, feel free to reach out to either one of us. Um, and if not, that's okay, too. <laughs> Beautiful. So I uh, wish everybody a wonderful Yom Kippur full of love and self-compassion. And, um, and feeling the compassion of God. Feeling the compassion of God. Please, God, we can, we can reveal that deeper level of love uh, of God and in, in ourself uh, this Yom Kippur. Amen. Thanks, Ari. Thank you so much, Ari.